All right, mate. How's it going? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. You? Yeah, I'm all right, to be fair. Now, I have got you a little present. Really? Get a load of this. Oh, a beer. You know me too well. Get your head out the sand, boy. That's not just a beer. What you have in your hands now is the brand new Wild IPA from the Wild Beer Company. Fermented with a unique yeast blend, which provides the beer with a level of acidity that cuts through rich food and a complimentary pink grapefruit hop note from the Talus hops. It's balanced with a dry finish and a low but moorish bitterness. That is nice. Very fruity. I imagine that goes very well with a cheeseburger or maybe a nice lobster. You got any more of those? I'm all out, I'm afraid. But you can get yours from wildbeerco.com right now. You can get one for £3.50 or maybe treat yourself and get a 440ml 12-pack with a free wild IPA glass for only £39.99. No other beer pairs with food quite like wild IPA. I thought you said you didn't have any more. Well, maybe one or two. Try the new Wild IPA from the Wild Beer Company. Just head to wildbeerco.com and get yours now. That's Wild IPA from the Wild Beer Company. The perfect beer to pair with food. Welcome along to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites a different guests each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. Joining me as ever for this televisual adventure is Luke Bateman, a man who once poured sugar all over his jacket potato because he thought it was salt. What a dingus! <laughs> <laughs> and straggling along at sloth speed is my best mate and arch nemesis, Elliot Williams, a man who once asked the Prime Minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, who would win in a fight between a honey badger and a polar bear. Hello, Elliot. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What you? was the answer to that? Uh, I did ask him. It's a true story, actually. It is a truth. Elliot did once ask the Prime Minister. <laughs> ask, I'm doing Rob Brydon. Yes, wrong word. I lie to you. <laughs> it's very good. And um, what was the answer? What did Boris uh, say? So I asked Boris Johnson doing a sound test. Uh, who would win in the fight between a honey the badger? Fight. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> who would win in a fight between a honey badger and a polar bear? And he replied... <laughs> well, the honey badger is a ferocious beast, but I think the polar bear would just nip him in the butt. <laughs> Have you thought of going into impressions? Not quite. <laughs> He's done Rob Brydon and Boris Johnson only five and seconds And failed in. to do Tom Hardy last week. Yes, it's not going well for you, is it? I, I, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Oh, do you want me to elaborate on my hilarious story? Yeah, no, that was so dull. No, go on. Uh, I was probably about nine years old, and I got a jacket potato from um, some sort of canteen on a day out. It was uh, like a... A, a bird uh, sanctuary or something like that. And um, I got two sachets of condiments, you know, whatever you call it. And um, I just got it. I just started getting into salt, really, growing up. And I poured two sachets of sugar onto my jacket potato. Absolutely, completely bloody ruined it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is the 
it, it was disgusting. Boring yeah, but, story. Yeah, but you're not actually had. you're not understanding the pain. Can you imagine eating a sugared jacket potato? I can, but it's a very first world problem. Well, it is a bit. Yeah, I know. I, I can bet see it was why ruined. you're not on the writing team for a league of their own now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was ruined. Yeah, but yeah, we've had an interesting week, haven't we? Yes. Uh, we interviewed Kyle Smith Bino uh, from BBC's Ghosts and Channel 4's Stathlet's Flats. He was a wonderful chap. Yeah, you may recognise him from those two shows. He's doing a lot of comedy shorts as well at the moment. He's been around the scene for a while. Enterprise as well. He's on the yeah. writing team for BBC Three. He was a real hoot, wasn't he? But we did have a bit of connection problems at first. We did have some connection problems. So whilst we waited for him to connect, we, we played a bit of Where's Wally? Yes, we did. Uh, we actually did play Where's Wally. We actually just got the book out. And yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a euphemism. We actually did play Where's <laughs> yeah, Wally. Yeah, we yeah. did. Uh, but it's not just Wally, is it? No, you've got the, the Grand Wizard. What's the guy who wears the yellow and black jumper called? Um, I want to say Willy. <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> so, sorry, don't say that. <laughs> um, all the time. I think he has a name like Abagadro or something. Oh, you might be right. Do you want me to well, look it up? right in. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the answer. Wanda is the woman, right? Yeah, yeah. We played a lot of weird games this week, haven't we? We played Top Trumps today. We did. We played uh, Top Trumps that you've been sent, courtesy of... Um... Sky TV. Okay, you're going to say it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lots of love to Sky TV for sending me free stuff. <laughs> they don't actually sponsor us. Um, you just happen to be a loyal customer and they've given yeah. you some Top Trumps. It was uh, awesome animals, Top Trumps. Oh, but... it was boring, wasn't it? Well, not for me, because I, I trumped you, quite literally. I oh, you won. did? You did win? I did win. And uh, what did it for me was the um, the pygmy hippopotamus. That was a good card. And the miniature iguana was rubbish, so that kept getting being passed back and forth. And uh, then I also had the Rothschild giraffe. That was a good one. What I don't understand is how is a puffin more mischievous than a goddamn sea snake? <laughs> I don't get it! Sea snakes are notoriously mischievous. I don't, I don't get know. it. Mis- mischievousness is a stupid rating on top drums, because that can't really be quantified. That's yeah. an intangible. It should be like danger rating then at least they're a bit more deadly aren't they so you can sort of quantify it more there was a lot of dangerous ones on there yeah apparently red panda that was quite deadly yeah and not cute enough apparently not as cute as a fennec fox yeah that that iguana needs to get in the bin yeah i know I it said, was yeah. a boring card yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> I've, t- I've told the guys that <laughs> <laughs> well this is a good one isn't it top trumps and sugar on jacket potatoes i said what else has happened to me this week what? um i've had a man come to my my parents house um, which is where I'm currently living. Have and you? yeah, and wait for this. Um, try and measure up the new carpets. Oh, <laughs> yeah, tell me this. I told you it was good, That's didn't I? Exciting. I've been saving it. <laughs> wow, jacket potatoes. Yeah, and, and, and a, a guy came in to come and measure up um, all the skirting boards and the carpets and everything. Mm. Pretty sexy stuff for a Monday morning. Well, in your room? Uh, I think he did go in my room, of course, yeah. And, what time? Well, I wasn't asleep. It was like noon. And he came round. Oh. He was kind of um, a little bit um, cockney, the sort of stereotype of a carpet fitter, I would have thought. Yeah. And I sort of judged him so. And I thought, okay, well, get, he's getting on with his life. He's, he's just, a, he's a grafter. He, he's a classic labourer. You know, I don't yeah. know if I can say that, but, but I, I, I think did. You can. I, I think did. You can. But I judged him. And this is my confession. And then as I was making a cup of tea, I heard him upstairs making small talk with my father. And I heard him say, yeah, well, the thing is with the American US political system, Brilliant. is that it's all about territory and the way that they align Congress is like nothing we'd ever see here in the UK Parliament. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> while he was Fair fitting enough. the carpet to the skating board. Oh, I wish I had that. Yeah. I had literally someone who came to fit our carpets about two months ago and at 6.30am oh. they were blaring Lady Gaga <laughs> in the room next door. That's irritating. It that, is irritating. That is irritating. What I don't need is the Chromatic album when I'm trying to sleep. I just went to bed. Oh, that is really irritating. Um, but yeah, we're in good shape, aren't we? Kyle was a really fun one, and yeah. I hope everyone will enjoy listening to him. He's a dry wit. Yes, it's the Kyle Smith Bino episode of You Have Been Watching. Oddlaw. 
that's his name. That's the guy with the yellow and black jumper. Yes, you're money. right. Enjoy. So here on You Have Been Watching, we imagine that our special guest has won a weekend away in a hotel room in Preston, where all they can do is lie back and watch telly. They'll be choosing four of their favourite ever TV shows and we'll be hearing why they've chosen them and what it means to them. At the end, we'll also ask them which television personality they want to spend their weekend with and what they'd like to eat. Our competition winner today is Kyle smith Bino, Born in Newham, London on the 5th of March 1989, presumably conceived around the 5th of July 1988, Kyle is a distinguished comedy actor and writer whose stock is rising all the time. Graduating from East 15 Acting School, Kyle started off starring in a string of online comedy shorts, including That Moment, a photo shoot parody with a boys from One Direction that went instantly viral. A regular contributor to BBC Radio 4's topical sketch show Newsjack, Kyle has also been a mainstay on BBC 3's Man Like Mabeen and Channel 4's multi-BAFTA award-winning staff Let's Flats. He's also appeared in the hit TV comedies Ladhood, Enterprise and Friday Night Dinner and is currently the co-lead of BBC One's flagship family comedy Ghosts, starring alongside Charlotte Ritchie and the whole of the Horrible Histories gang. Kyle Smith-Bino really is about nine rungs higher up the cool ladder than us and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't slightly intimidated by that. A warm welcome, Kyle. How the devil are you? Oh, that's a beautiful intro. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Any discrepancies or is that more or less right? That is great, apart from okay. uh, the date of conception because I was actually two months premature. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what, that throws up more surprising anecdotes yeah. than I We had a test imagined. tube baby the other week, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. I was kind of mad. Okay, that is an interesting fact. We've got a scoop there. If we get nothing else today, we've got that. Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, how have you been keeping throughout all this kind of madness that the UK's at the moment? Have you, have you starved off the boredom anyhow, or have you been watching telly and running and, and trying to exercise like everyone else? I would not say I've been exercising. Actually, to be honest, I'd spent about two months um actually doing some exercise and i found an online class and i was doing that for eight weeks and then i thought let me give myself a little break i'll give myself a little week break and it's been three months <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate actually the time has gone so quickly now we've got to start by talking about series two of ghosts which you're the co-leading alongside charlotte ritchie uh, that's airing right now people can catch it weekly on bbc one on mondays at 8 30 p.m and of course if you can't wait for that you can watch the whole series on bbc iplayer right now i mean we think it's just great fun and it's suitable for all ages isn't it is that just the most fun to do it really is, yeah. It's a great show. Um, I have a lot of fun, and it's like we're laughing all day. The stuff that we get to do is really a lot of fun. In the second episode, I spend quite a lot of time on the roof, so you'll see that I was doing. Uh, I was up there a lot higher than I thought I was going to be. Um, yeah, and that's a really fun episode. And they, each each of them really brings something new and exciting. And it was really fun to read them first of all and then get to actually do them and now to see them it's been a great great experience and i'm yeah i'm really thankful for um being part of it i imagine it is such a challenge as well uh, especially during that first series when you you couldn't even see the ghosts at all and didn't even know they were there was that mm. really hard to just know that the actors were behind you and you just had to kind of look straight through them was that harder than it sounded yeah definitely it was um i'd say it's the hardest thing i've ever done and in fact, no, that might, that's that's top two hardest things I've ever done. The hardest thing I've ever done was uh, I took I took 40 children on a boat to Calais and back from Dover and taught them uh, how to act and performed the show 
for the Olympic opening ceremony. Right, you're just showing off now. Wow. <laughs> that is unbelievable. No. I didn't expect that. That is crazy. Tell us more about that. that. How did that come that about? Was, um, that was... <laughs> I was not qualified to do that. <laughs> I was, this was... So 2012, I would have been 23. And there, were, there was a, a lady that had a company, was part of the Olympic torch-bearing procedures. And there was a group of children who had applied to be part of that. So they'd get to bring the Olympic torch from France to England on a boat. And as part of that, that was like, it was like a week long thing. And at the end of it, we'd bring the Olympic torch over. And as part of that experience of them learning how to sail, they also had their activity time where they were learning a performance that they were going to do once the Olympic torch arrives in England. I had to teach them in that week how to act in between them learning how to sail. What an amazing then, thing to do. And then we do the performance. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I'm so pleased we invoked <laughs> the memory. And the second hardest thing was pretending not to see the cast of Horrible History behind yes, you, basically. that's right. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. What was the performance of? What was it, like a showcase, or were you actually putting on a play? It's or... like a little play. I mean, it can't have been good. Well, you say that. I mean, you slipped your memory, but I mean, there must be some footage of that somewhere. There must be some... Yeah, probably. So on the last day of the sailing thing, they, that was when somebody came on a speedboat and passed over the Olympic torch onto the boat. And then every person on the boat passed it down and then back to the person on the speedboat. And then they went off. Did you so touch did. it as well? Did you touch the Olympic yeah, torch? Yeah, I had a go. How was it? Was like it right? the World yeah. Cup, isn't it? It's like going across all the players. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. And obviously it's it's firing at the time. Yeah. Was that heavy pretty scary? Are you a bit worried that you're going to singe something? <laughs> heavy and hot. That's the headline. No, I was just like worried about the kids just like doing something silly. I'd be like, up in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was worried about. Um, and also the 25 kids that were being sick at the time. Um, and the flammable sails and everything else. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's actually yeah, quite yeah, stressful yeah, yeah. for you, to be honest. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. What an amazing, amazing story. I should not have been in charge of 40 children and especially 16 of them that are fully French and have minimal English. There's a sitcom um, in this, I, to be honest with you. I should not. I should not have been in charge of that. They should have got someone much more, one, sensible and two, qualified. <laughs> wow, that is phenomenal. Okay, I don't really know how to segue out of that, but I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, you mentioned episode two of Ghost there. Now, we have to make a confession. We haven't seen episode two yet because we're saving them oh weekly to watch. Gosh. So I'm so sorry. But we wondered from you... Do you watch them all because you're in them? Do you watch them all? Do you binge them on the days? You know what you're talking about in the press junkets, or do you do it weekly, or have you seen them all already in sort of pre, you know, sort of post-production things? Um, I'd seen one and two because I'd been sent one and two beforehand, and then I watched three last night, but I have not seen four, five, and six. So you're in the dark. And do they turn out as you expect? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, three did. There's a part where I have my own version of a Diet Coke advert. Which I must say is not as sexy as they wanted it to be, I'm sure. <laughs> or as it um, felt at the time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, not, well, it didn't feel sexy at all because I was in the garden of the house in February and I had to take my clothes off. 
which means that I was taking my clothes off in maybe eight degrees weather. That's got to be the third That's hardest grim. thing you've done. That's got to be somewhere in between Dover, <laughs> the ghosts. And... Well, yeah, that the house, it's West, West Hornsley Place, isn't it, in Guildford. Uh, apparently, mm. we've heard it's quite a creepy place itself. Was it camera crew friendly or was it just incredibly freezing throughout the entirety of filming? Do you know what? It was all right because in the first series, it was fucking cold first series was like sometimes we're filming we're like are we outside and by the second series they had had heating installed because they made enough money to have some heating so it was a little bit warmer although also a little bit more damp because there was a hole in the ceiling but i mean you can't complain about everything didn't you have to reshoot some days or reshoot some scenes or something did tom kingsley the director had, get you in we had to i'm going to give you guys an exclusive actually i was in nottingham on the day so we we were meant to finish on the 18th of march and uh, i was off on the 17th and i was back in on the 18th for the last day the night of the 16th i went up to nottingham i saw a friend and i'd heard about this corona thing in the news over the last few weeks and i was like oh, i'll just see some family see some friends in nottingham it was the only day i could do it really because i was planning to start working on something else after that and get writing as well so i'd gone up to nottingham on the night of the 16th and i was planning to come back the night of the 17th and then go to go back to Surrey and then film on the 18th and at nine o'clock on the morning of the 17th I got a text message from the second saying we are going to cancel tomorrow's filming we're bringing everything forward and we need you in today at 12 30 and I was in stabulary of Nottinghamshire <laughs> as they call it there I believe I just basically just dropped what I was doing and get back on the train and get to set as quickly as possible, which from Nottingham is about three and a half hours. Yep. Yeah, get in, get changed and on my mark and then film. And did um, you manage it? I did, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. fair play. I mean, moving on, we are unbelievable fans of Stathlet's Flats. I mean, everyone on that show has genuine comedy bones. I mean, the whole set must just be everyone riffing off each other and improvising and just making each other laugh the whole time throughout filming. Is that the case? <laughs> there is a lot of us making each other laugh. There is, there's, there's a lot less improvisation than you think. Mm. I think Jamie has written every line so well and so thoughtfully that often we don't have to improvise because what's what's there is is already great. And not to say that you only improvise when the lines aren't good, but I think that Jamie's already found the funniest thing. Um, and sometimes on other shows, you're like, I think I can make this funny, or I think my character would say this, which is a bit funny. But I think Jamie is already in every line found the funniest way to say something um and it's very rare that we have to request to change something or if something doesn't quite sit right but we say that being said we do also get opportunities to improvise um and tom kingsley is very in that show much more than ghost because he doesn't have 10 other or nine other people to worry about blocking and um and their needs but yeah in staff we get a lot more opportunity did you feel like when you came back for series two you all had a real spring in your step because oh yeah series one had done yeah, so yeah, well yeah. coming back to a series and the same for ghosts as well i suppose it gives you confidence in yourself and the crew doesn't yeah it? it was a little bit different with ghosts because with ghosts we knew that we were going to have uh, series three so we went into series two knowing that we were going to be starting up some stories that wouldn't pay off until the next series and it also just took the pressure off a little and meant 
but like we don't have to worry about like guys this has to be exactly like this or we won't get another one just a bit of stability and security isn't it yeah well anyway, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Both, they're both just brilliant and that really comes across um was Thanks, one of your man. first jobs is that right on Whitechapel? and you were forced Whitechapel to do ITV, some crying yeah. i think you've said before was that pretty nerve-wracking what was the context of that horrific backstreet murder um it was my brother being set up by a murderer and oh, no. again <laughs> um, yeah and then shot and then um i go into the police station and give a statement about why i think this has happened to him or if anyone was out for him and that was a really interesting experience actually it was the first thing i'd ever done for television properly i'd done like little efforts before but it's the first show that i was in i remember there was a guest director on that episode and the two main characters uh, in the show were well the director came in and gave them notes and they were both just like no oh god Ooh. and i was like what that's not saying a good example no to, is it they're saying no to the director they're like no you wouldn't do it like that you'd say this you wouldn't say that he'd do that and i was like oh shit this is what tv is like you just do what you want yeah. <laughs> it was like i'd always done theater um stuff in drama school so it was always like the director says gives you a note and then you just do it and then i came onto my first tv set and people were just pushing back and being like nah i wouldn't do that nah i'm not gonna do that I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I guess it's because it was a guest director rather than someone who knew the show completely the whole time. But I feel for the guy. He was just trying to put his, his spin on it. Absolutely. And how was the crying um, on demand? Uh, the crying on demand worked once. <laughs> and then after that, they were like, okay, and again. I was like, what do you mean again? <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm a theatre actor, darling. I don't do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> because I still didn't understand the concept of having to like change the lights and cameras and take do it again from another angle. Well, I did. I mean, I understood you had to do that, but I didn't realise how long that took. And my tiny little scene that you see on in, in that episode for maybe one minute took three hours to film. Wow. And I was like, what? Again? And yeah, I mean, I ran out of tears the first time. <laughs> so then we had to use some tricks and we did um the tear stick what's um, the tear stick so it's like a uh what's it called like vicks yeah it's like a, a vapor rub <laughs> yeah thing. it like yeah. makes, makes yeah, it smell yeah. it's like an acd kind of smell yeah. It? yeah so there's one where they can like just wipe it under your eyes or they can put it on your fingertips so that you can like touch your face and then cry i'm giving away so many Ooh, secrets secret to the trade <laughs> or there's one where they blow into your eye with the menthol thing i've never heard of that one i've heard really? of the other two i've never heard of that you hold your eye open and they blow into your eye through like a menthol stick well menthol's banned now can't do that one anymore <laughs> no, no, and that maybe like bad. 10 seconds later they um your eyes start watering wow that's really clever yeah. i don't think i've heard of that one no. before i mean it, it, it seems that you're you're very much riding a, a comedy wave at the moment a really fantastic comedy wave uh, and we find that most actors tend to want to do something that they haven't done yet is there anything particularly that you're really yearning to do like do you really want to get back and do a bit of theater like you used to is there anything you really love to do i mean i'd like to do a bit of theater um i'd love to do a period drama get me on a horse <laughs> I wanna... we'll clip that up kyle and put that out for you i want to do a period drama i want to wear a rough i want to get on a horse tell a lady that my heart can't beat without her i want to do all three of those things separately, separately. <laughs> <laughs> um, tonight uh yeah i'd love to do that long enough for it to be fun like two weeks or something? yeah two weeks it's sort of a one episode maybe <laughs> yeah give me two weeks in a period of drama and i'm happy Bit and of i'll go back dark. to doing some jokes like a guest prince or something yeah yeah, yeah man i just want to do some more drama get the vapor up out and it's all yours <laughs> Well, let's get on with it. Congratulations, Kyle Smith-Bino. You've won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city of Preston, where you'll be spending Finally. all your time. 
in the finest twin bedroom Preston's Travelodge has to offer. It's common knowledge, of course, there's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television. We hope you have a pleasant stay. So you're going to go to Preston. bedroom. <laughs> yeah, well, it was going to be a double bed. And then Luke thought that's a bit that's a bit seedy, isn't it? So he, he, well, can he I go an upgrade? Him. Until you've proved yourself in a period drama, you don't get to have any of that kind of Bloody thing. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get four TV shows to watch on a loop for your weekend in Preston. Uh, and they are four different TV show categories and then a couple of bonus options as well. But we'll get on to them later. Your first TV show that you're going to take to Preston is a TV show that makes you think of your childhood. I have to pick one. One TV show, yeah. One television show. Daria, how old are you guys? Tw- 22. About as old as you'd put in a boat um, and to make people perform <laughs> the Olympic torch ceremony. <laughs> Do you guys remember TV before Channel 5? Not before Channel 5, well, no. I guess maybe not. I think Channel 5 was always there. It was a teen cartoon about a very pessimistic sarcastic girl called Daria and she was just like going through school and she was a bit alternative she didn't really care about the cool kids or want to be one of the cool kids she was just like cracking on doing her thing she had a best mate who had a nice haircut I can't remember her name but she was cool as well and I think she smoked that's trendy she's smoking and she's a cartoon <laughs> um and it, yeah it was, so it was on channel five on Saturday afternoons and I used to love that show man and I used to like try and do drawings in a Daria way I used to try and draw myself and it was never any good I was really bad at drawing and I found some of my drawings the other day actually and I used to draw inanimate objects and put faces on them oh so like a, was like my... a telephone or a banana or something that was my it was usually musical instruments but it was like a drum kit with a face a yeah. keyboard with a face guitar with a face a tuba looking melancholy that kind of vibe yeah 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 it was real shit it was bad man <laughs> um, but I loved it and it made me happy and that's important oh. I love okay it sounds um, great but... so those characters sound Dario and her friend they sound like today like they'd be modern day icons because they're edgy they're alternative they don't care about the mainstream bring daria back she was so um i think she might have been voiced by a man you know um that sounded about right probably like quite a a famous man no i'm saying that and it might not be well i mean she had a very deep voice that's the reason i'm saying that but women can have deep voices too well we're we're Um, we're looking up we've you spelt diarrhea i think i think it's d-a-r-i-a that's a different show oh yeah that's american sitcom yeah that's it yeah yeah. oh yeah she kind of looks like velma from scooby-doo it's that kind of big glass yeah a little bit but longer hair voiced by tracy grandstaff well there we go then so it wasn't a man We've learned something there today. And you'd watch this. I mean, Saturday. it could be a man. We've got Tracy Morgan. I, uh, it looks quite like a woman, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So on Saturday afternoons, you'd Damn watch it. this. So you'd wake up. What, yeah. what would be your Saturday routine? Would you? Um, I don't know what I would have been doing. I remember there's a comedian called Jack Berry. Yeah, we, we, know, we know Jack yeah. Berry. We were talking about our childhood. And he said he, <laughs> he said that he remembers every Saturday was sunny. <laughs> 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 that sounds like something out of like a Michael Mopergo book or something. Yeah. It's uh, so poetic and beautiful. <laughs> I found that so funny. That, <laughs> that his idea of Saturdays as a child was constantly, every single time, was it was sunny, beaming down. Him just like, 
walking along the high street with his eyes fully closed, <laughs> beaming in the sun. But it was the best day of the week, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Surely. Every, every Monday morning was. was thunder and lightning, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. you've got to remember the time. Pathetic mm. fallacy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't really remember what I was doing in my childhood. I mean, I, I was only child. I was probably having a chat with my imaginary friend. Even the imaginary friend was going, those drawings need a little bit of work, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> the trumpet! It's not a trumpet. But um, I do remember Daria, and she and her sarcastic tone made me full of joy. Let's have that as the option. That sounds like a really vivid memory. And I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard of it, but I now will seek out an episode and watch All it. 65 episodes you'll be watching. Okay, one. I'll do one. Fair we'll enough. There's go. only 65? Yeah, yeah, 65. I think three seasons were. What? You, I felt like that was on forever. You watch the same ones over and over. We only have 65. It's a cartoon. You could just literally just keep making them. Well, you didn't remember the friend's name. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find some clips and then voice it myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Redo them. The second TV show uh, is a TV show that gets you laughing. I think it's got to be Kimmy Schmidt. I'm, I'm out again here. <laughs> I, because out I again. haven't seen Kimmy Schmidt because there's there's so many shows on my list that's ongoing. Kimmy Schmidt has nearly come up before. We had a comedian called Sean McLaughlin that absolutely loved Kimmy Schmidt, but he didn't choose it as option. Could you please, for anyone that hasn't seen it, like my stupid self? Uh, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is about a, a girl called Kimmy who's a mole woman because she was taken from her life and put in a um, buried underground with four other women by Reverend Gary Wayne and he holds these four women underground and tells them that the apocalypse has happened and that he's saving them and yeah he keeps them down there they just like are very very bored and they have to keep spinning this this thing um, and they don't know why they're, they're doing it um, until they eventually get found by the authorities and then Kimmy Schmidt uh, she does a bit of news and gets some money and then she's out in the big wide world she goes to New York and she moves in with this aspiring actor called Titus and lives in this very dodgy woman's uh, basement and she gets up to all kinds of capers uh, <laughs> it's like you're in the pitch meeting she becomes a, a nanny um, for this very extremely rich woman and but the thing is that she was snatched when she was like 15. So all of her references are from her childhood. So she doesn't know anything about like anything that's happened in the last 10 years. Sounds like us at the moment, to be fair as well. (laughs) (laughs) So there are loads of things that people keep referencing or talking about and she doesn't have a clue, but she does know about Pokemon. So (laughs) yeah, and she's like a 30 year old woman. It is extremely funny and I love it. I started off because I like to have a breakfast show. I like to watch a show with my breakfast. And it started off as that, but then I was like, do you know what? This is so good. I'll watch it any time of day. It's been upgraded. Um, yeah. Been upgraded you know I might watch that dinner. So I, yeah, I've been, I've been loving that and I'm watching it. I've started, I've realized I'm getting close to the end. So I've started to watch it slowly. Not every breakfast, every other breakfast. <laughs> Special breakfast. It gets bought out. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It actually includes one of the funniest things I think I've seen in the last five years where mm, one of the funniest uh, top five. Top five funniest things I've seen. You love a list, don't you? When when Kimmy goes to this, the I can't remember what was it, Mrs. Mrs. Horhees. She goes to her house and she uh, has her interview to be the nanny, and she takes out a bottle of water. She asks her if she wants a bottle of water. <laughs> she opens the fridge, takes out a bottle of water, asks her if she wants it. 
Kimmy says no, so she, so she throws it in the bin. And I found that so funny when I first saw that. That is really funny, especially when you see it as a visual gag as well. Yeah. That, that actually is just great. <laughs> it, yeah. there's, there's been four series. Is that it now? Or are they going to continue to make them? Or is I, think, yeah, the I think that's it. I think that is it. It also features Tina Fey. So Tina Fey is an exec on it, but she plays her lawyer. It's so stupid. Tina Fey is just great, isn't she? She's yeah, exec she's on everything them. these days. I know. She? she just runs American comedy, doesn't she? She's just super. That's hard. a dream, isn't it? It I want to run American comedy. Well, give it a few years. <laughs> okay. Very good. So you've got Daria and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, let's go to your first bonus option, which is the TV personality that you would take to go to Preston with to watch these shows. I think it has to be Paddy McGuinness. Okay. Brilliant. We haven't had that before. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Reasons why? I think, well, Take Me Out is one of my favourite shows ever, ever in life, ever. Do you watch it completely th- seriously or completely ironically or a bit of both? Dead seriously. Dead seriously. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm no, not no. in it. I'm I'm not there to mess about. I'm watching the show and I'm hoping that Abby May gets a date this week. <laughs> I'm watching it very seriously. And I'm like, come on, girls. Oh, she hasn't been picked in the last three take goes. Come on, somebody take her. Get her to Fernando's. Um <laughs> so I yeah, I, I love that show. And I think Paddy McGuinness's jokes are, if anybody, if one other person on the planet said his jokes, I'd be like, no, get a bin. Yeah. But the way he does it is perfect. And his take on like all of the girls and the stuff that they come out with, I just think is incredible. And I want to do that in real life. (laughs) Go on the show. No, I want to go out with Paddy McGuinness and he just comments on everything that everyone's doing. He is great. He's got a great sense of humour, hasn't he? And you're right. The way he says things, the tone, he kind of does it tongue in cheek like he knows the jokes are just shit. But that's the charm of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. Were you gutted that Take Me Out was cancelled? It's not cancelled to me. Spoilers. <laughs> um, did you watch it with friends? Like, because it was on a Saturday night, was it? Did you watch it on your own? Did you watch it with friends and comment and laugh at it? Or I remember, like, if anyone invited me to something on a Saturday evening, I'd have to make sure I left after Take Me Out. I don't care what time your birthday dinner is. <laughs> I'm leaving after Take Me Out. <laughs> but Take Me Out could be recorded. It seems the sort of thing you would ha- you could have over your breakfast. It's easy viewing. Excuse me. <laughs> nah, no. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I want to watch that live. I want to watch it. And I, do you know what? One time I applied to be in the audience and I, we drove all the way to Maidstone and they said that they were full. I've and bloody had that at Maidstone. Maidstone is the heart of love, isn't I it? I want to go watch bloody catchphrase. <laughs> Same thing. Off you go. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be sick at catchphrase. <laughs> we digress. Get me on catchphrase. <laughs> right, catchphrase all take me out. Um, can you are you ma- texting your agent now to yes. get you on catchphrase? <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna write it down. Back to take me out. Was there one particular memory you've got that where someone just absolutely died on their ass? I know they do often. Or where there was a couple that was so cute that you really wanted them to last? I watched one the other day where they were having an amazing day, and then it got onto the conversation of age. And she asked him how old he was, and he said 21, and she was 30. And she was like, well, this isn't going to work. Oh. And it just went all the way downhill from there. It went flat. And I was like, guys, what are you worried about age for? You're both consenting adults. You've had a great time in Fernando's. You went on the bloody jet skis. You've had some cocktails by the beach. <laughs> now you're enjoying each other's banter. You got into the, you even got a little smooch. <laughs> you asked about age. She put in the bloody jet skis. You asked about each other's ages. You have to be, they're, they're old enough to be on the show. 
You don't worry about his age. Bloody hell. Yeah, you're really? right. You're right. So Paddy's with you in the travel lodge. You can uh, have a little chat. You can read the papers together in your slippers. You yeah. can comment. I think that's a great, great little option. Oh, actually, if it is Paddy, then I'll I'll, I'll downgrade back to a twin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought that would come in handy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that bit. I hadn't considered who I was taking. You can have the twin. You can have the twin. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get on to the TV shows again. Uh, this is your third choice, and it's the TV show that gets you sweating. Money Heist. Nice. Money Heist. So this is the new. This is Netflix, isn't it? This yeah. is relatively new. Am I right? Well, it's actually it's been on Spanish television for for a while. Well, the first series was, and then Netflix got involved on the second series, I think, and then put it all on Netflix. And I think I think there's been four series, and yeah, they're going to do one more, and and that'll be the end. It. There's nothing, the only thing that's ever made me feel the same way that Money Heist has, the only television programme, as was, um, no, film was Parasite. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was now, awesome. we have watched, seen that. That's a cracker. I watched Parasite on a plane and I was like, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was literally on the edge of my seat and not because of the turbulence. I was like, <laughs> I, can't, I, need to, I, need, I need to get out. I need, I need to stop watching it, but I can't stop. Ah, what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> That was, I was sweating then, but Money Heist is like, sometimes I have to pause it because I realise that I haven't, I've been holding my breath. Oh my um, God. Well, for anyone that hasn't seen it, which I, I feel like I haven't heard of a television set because I haven't seen this either. I feel like I'm still on the wireless. Could you explain what, Money what Heist? Have you been, what have you been up to? I know, I know. <laughs> there's, there's not normally any options we haven't seen. I haven't seen all three of yours, but could you explain Money Heist for anybody uh, in the ignorant mindset of us. That, that Money Heist is a plan made by the professor um, of these burglars. What are they called? Heisters? I don't know. Kyle, you could be making this up for all I I, I, I can correct you. Thieves. Thieves, yeah, thieves. is what I was looking for. Um, who rob the mint in Spain. And they, yeah, it's there are, I think, eight of them uh, to begin with. And then lose some, add some, um, and it, there are so many different things going on within the relationships of the thieves, the relationships with the thieves and the um, hostages, the professor who's outside of the uh, master in the whole uh, setup, and is, yeah, it is thrilling, I'd say. And is it is it dubbed over, or is it a parasite scenario where they put the subtitles on? I do not fucking watch the dubbed ones. I don't know who told people that they should watch the dubbed ones but i think it's ridiculous first of all you don't even know what the characters sound like you've got no idea of their voice it could be me it could be me doing that dubbing very well could be could, it was. It could be no because you've got phil mitchell playing what like the lead woman <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work um and also you get to learn a few words yeah, I think dubbing's for lazy people, really, isn't it? That, that want to just sort of oh, watch yeah. on their phones or watch while doing something else, and that's just not how to enjoy gripping drama. You're going to get complaints from people that are dyslexic that are like, I can't read that fast, and that's why. Yeah, we'll address that dubbing. when we get to it. I, okay, <laughs> that's, that's your problem. It's a disclaimer. Come on. <laughs> awesome. Your final choice is your free hit. It's the TV show you couldn't live without. Can be any genre, uh, any program at all from any year. What's it going to be? Favorite show of all time. Yeah. Has to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
And it's a clean sweep for me. <laughs> it's a clean sweep. <laughs> right, so this this is Sarah Michelle Gellar. This is a yeah. seminal cult hit that everyone lo- seems to love. Buffy Summers is a normal girl who's going to high school and trying to get some grades. And then she finds out that she has the gift and she is the one that can save the earth from the apocalypse and vampires and she has to save the world from the apocalypse every time oh it's a crudding annoying life the apocalypse isn't it? has come yeah, up quite a lot hasn't it she's just trying to get on with her life and like enjoy her vampire boyfriend but she can't wait a sec she's got a so, vampire boyfriend but she's a vampire oh, yeah. slayer Oh, yeah. oh, it's a conundrum, oh, isn't it? Conflict of interest. That's where the drama comes yeah, in. It's, that's it's the exciting incident. It's, um, there's highs and lows. You'll laugh, you'll cry. Does she and kill them? Like you'll dance to the theme tune. <laughs> Does she kill them? Yeah, did, is she ever successful or is it a continual chase? Oh, she don't just kill them, mate. She slays them. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that was the tagline as well to the show. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't just kill them. Yeah, like she that. slays them. And why was um, it such a favourite of yours? Yeah. Just because at the time, was everyone watching it or it was just something you found? I wish I knew how I found it. But what I do know is that I wouldn't miss it for the world when I was like 12, 13. Every Tuesday at 6.20 on BBC Two, I was in. Was it that early, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simpsons at six. Yeah, Simpsons at six, and then Buffy at 6.20. And I was in. I was hooked. And I miss her. (laughs) I was going to say, I was was just (laughs) letting that punctuation sit because I thought one thing was coming. Um, She's a great actress, isn't she, Sharon Michelle Gellar? And she met, um, because she was in Scooby-Doo, wasn't she? Yeah. And, and that's where we know from because we're <laughs> yeah. about five years old. And um, she uh, met uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who was playing Fred. That's her husband. Yeah. Too now, soon. Too soon. Cool, Are they still going out? I thought they divorced. I think they might be divorced. I think uh, I've, oh, brought, I so. I've brought the mood down again. Yeah. Ah, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Finally, that's a lovely. That's a lovely one. I had. I had the book. I had the Slayer's Handbook. Oh, of course, the old Slayer's Handbook. It's like Diver Wimpy Kid. I had the album to her, the series. I didn't like a single song on there. What were the song titles called? Were they soundtracks or were they actual lyricised songs? It was like songs that were in the show. Oh, I see. It was a lot of like rock and heavy metal and I was gnat into that. (laughs) Had a key ring. I was in love with this woman. (laughs) Yeah, my word. Uh, But yeah, oh, that's great to hear that she's divorced. Actually, I don't know. (laughs) It's not confirmed. That's libel. Until we look it up, that's not confirmed. Well, if not, you're going to have to make it happen. Right. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, no, married, they are married. They are married. They must just have had a Rocky patch. And they got two kids as well. They're talking to Rocky. they got cho- children called Rocky. Yeah, Rocky James. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, I've built yeah. your hopes up and knocked you down well, in five minutes. Yeah, I think, well, next time, be careful about what you're saying. Yeah, because... yeah. But you've offended the dyslexic, so I'd say it's 1-1, one, one, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> your last choice is your second bonus option. Uh, and it's the uh, unlimited food supply or snack that you will take to Preston for the weekend and gorge on with Paddy McGuinness. Dairy Lunchables. Dairy Lee Lunchables. Get in there. My favourite. Love it, love it, love it. I mean, what the fuck are they made of? I think if you looked at the ingredients, it would be like 85% bullshit, 15% <laughs> crap. That's the same as this show, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, because they're like little tiny crackers, aren't they? And then sort of cubed pieces of ham. I say ham in yeah. the loosest possible sense. Oh, no, the, no. Hang on. Oh, no. The ham's circular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The cheese, the cheese, the cheese, cheese is there. cubed. And the ham's just like human skin, isn't it? It's I think so it's flakes flappy. of sort of human skin. Yeah, it, it's not. It, it doesn't look appetizing, but they're a lunchtime classic. It's definitely they? like that ham is definitely. It comes out of a printer. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and then someone cuts it out in a circle <laughs> with industrial scissors. Have you tried the street food version of Dairyly Lunchables? What are you saying? Oh, it's, it's called a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I had it about uh, three weeks ago. Genuinely, you get little bits of dough, and then you get a cheese string that you kind of like peel, and then like a little bit of tomato sauce. It's basically like a little pizza. I feel sick. Mini pizza. It was disgusting. Yeah, that. that it's not that the same. Horrible. It's a bad progression. Do you fancy that? Where do they do this? <laughs> Everywhere, all good supermarkets, and the bad ones don't. What's it called? It's not uh, it's called. Like, it's dairyly lunchables, like streets, street food, like streets, whatever it's called. You can't call. Street, here we go. Street food pizza. This is what it looks like. Here's a screen. Here's a screenshot of it. That has pissed me right yeah. off. Had that about three weeks ago. I, I was absolutely starving afterwards. Starving afterwards. Yeah. Also, it didn't <laughs> yeah. fill the job. At it all. took more out of me. It was more effort to eat it than oh, it was to consume. Man. I'm fuming about that. So Lunchables, you get an unlimited supply of Lunchables. You can enjoy that. You're going to share it with Paddy McGuinness. It is unlimited. He can bring his own. Right. Slightly selfish, <laughs> given <laughs> it's unlimited. It's only taking up all the space in my double bed. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it's got a sad end, really. So you're going to be with Paddy McGuinness in the Preston Travel Lodge with Lunchables, and you're going to be watching... Elliot, what's he going to be watching? You're going to be watching Daria, Unbreakable yes. Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Money Heist, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Some happy of my with absolute that. favourites. <laughs> you happy with those and choices? Hopefully he'll have some um, hidden episodes of Take Me Out on his phone. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Kyle. I mean, it has been an absolute pleasure and an honour to be with you here today. And if you thank ever you. are in catchphrase, please let us be in the audience. I guarantee that I will let you know if that happens. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you. So that was our episode with Kyle Smith-Biner. It was lovely, wasn't it? It brings back good memories. It was a warm feeling. He was a lot of fun, actually. Once he got going, he had loads to say about all sorts of things. He loved a list. Um, I remember we were a little bit nervous about meeting him because we, we admire him so much. We do. He's a great He was performer. an absolute gent. A little bit of technical difficulties with a microphone. But he moved next door, didn't he? There was about 10 minutes where he, he couldn't hear us and we couldn't hear him. So we were communicating in thumbs up and eyebrows and smiles. That was a bit tricky. But yeah, it's handy having a neighbour with a recording studio. <laughs> it really there, was. Uh, and I hope he does get on catchphrase. I think it'd be marvellous. I hope he does. Or take me out if it ever returns. Maybe his host. Maybe his host. There you go. Let's get on to his options then. I mean, we hadn't watched any of them, if I'm being honest. I know. It's rubbish, isn't it? It makes us look terrible. I think that's the first time ever we had a clean sweep. <laughs> it was a full house of not having watched the shows. I hadn't even heard of Daria. Yeah, but it's not like they were completely unrecognisable. No. But Daria looked cool. I mean, it was a cartoon for kids. Yeah, but you like that kind of shit, so you probably quite like it. I do like that kind of stuff. As a kid, I don't think I particularly like it now. His laughing choice was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Have seen the interactive version of that. Um, heard good things and all I can say is that it's quite colourful uh, he's taking Paddy McGuinness what a choice to take with you to Preston I mean you'd have so much to talk about and you'd get a lot of laughs in as well wouldn't you I think what a man what an entertainer what an accent great guy mm. Money Heist was his sweating option I'm afraid to say because it's got the subtitles it's quite far down on my list because you need to concentrate yeah, you've got to you've got to have your wits about you, haven't you? Subtitles, but um, people really like it as well. It's there's a lot of good reviews, and it's another Netflix special that they're whacking out. We got to get around to it at some point. And what planes he going on that has Parasite? Mm, don't know actually. He's he's doing well for himself, isn't he? It's first class, it's, isn't it's it? It's business class. We'll get the there one least. day. Yeah, we we'll will. get there one day. And his free hit was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. A lot of guests actually have mentioned Buffy uh, off camera, haven't they? Because they like it so much but it's never made it onto their official lists. And now mm. we've got it locked in. 
And I remember going to a lot of people's houses when I was younger, and a lot of people had the Buffy the Vampire Slayer poster on their walls. Or a VHS, I was going to say. I yeah, remember a lot of people yeah. having Buffy VHS, uh, but never really knew what it was. You know, there you go. Quite cool if you've got that on your wall, really, haven't you? Buffy, yeah. I think I had Monsters Inc. as a kid. It's not yeah. quite the same I reckon I had M- Mona the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> She wasn't seen. a slayer, she was a vampire. Oh, Mona the Vampire. She ain't slaying. Yeah, 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 she yeah, a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mona the Vampire. Yeah, yeah great. burst my eardrum. <laughs> Lights <laughs> are flickered as well. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and your glasses are steamed up. Yeah. And his food option was Dairy D Lunchables. Awesome. Awesome. Awesomely shit. In the same yeah, way that yeah, I yeah. still enjoy a baby bell and a cheese string. The taste is rank. But the nostalgia yeah. is real. It makes you wonder why it's legal. It's like, remember the rumour went round school playgrounds about those little square cheeses mm-hmm. that you couldn't eat them because Maybe they syphilis. Were... <laughs> <laughs> what was the rumour? Well, no, it was just because like, they were cows, even though it was cheese. It was like animals or like flesh or whatever. God. Well, don't forget Bernard Matthews was banned, wasn't it? And shut you down. You remember Bernard Matthews' like, dinosaur ham, turkey, twiz, you know, all that. Has that been shut down? Well, when, when was the last time you saw Bernard Matthews' ham? Remember in the shape of dinosaurs? It was l- it was deliciously rock Oh, I always had Billy Bear meat. <laughs> I think that's gone as well. That's no, exactly no, Billy Bear meat okay. hasn't gone. The Bernard Matthews dinosaurs. You know, what I'm talking. You'll know what I'm talking about if you look it up. That was a uh, ban from primary schools and stuff because it was so bad for you and it was so processed and really? the way they were getting it was not particularly. I don't want to say illegal, but I think mm. it was a bit immoral and unethical. That's a good Sad one to advice, end on. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll have a good week in the meantime. Have an absolutely brilliant week, my love. <laughs>